Hello, my name is Ndutu. My surname is Daizana. I would like to share my journey. My journey so far is. But before I became a born again Christian, uh, when I came to Cape Town, I was staying with my sister in Kailija. And then I moved from Kailija to Prakanfell. The reason for me moving from there is that I had someone that was like, uh, I had a stalker, someone that was sending me messages, phoning me. And I did not know who the person was. At first, I did not pay attention to the person. I just ignored it. And as it got serious with the person, you know, telling me, I can see you. I know what you're wearing and who you're talking to. And then that's when he caught my attention. Then I knew that this person was following me. But I did not know. I was not aware where the person was staying or what he wanted from me. But I could just like, you know, I knew that it was a male and I knew this person was sending me messages. So I went to the police station to make a case against the person. And I was told that without the information needed, because I did not know who he was. So I was actually just now reporting that this is the problem that I have. But I did not have a name or any description because of I didn't know how the person looks. You know, it could have been someone that was staying close to where I was staying. I did not know. So that did not go any far. So what I did, I asked if I can apply for a firearm for protection in case the person decides to approach me, then I know at least I can protect myself because I don't know whether the person, it, it might be harmful for when he approaches me, he might rape me or do anything silly, but then I did not qualify for a firearm either. So I had to move from Kailija and I looked for a place to stay and I stayed in Brackenfell. So that is the reason for me moving from Kailija to Brackenfell. The reason I chose Brackenfell is where I was like working. So it was convenient for me to stay in Brackenfell because I was working in Brackenfell. So that was like cool. Everything was going well. 2010, World Cup soccer, everything was going well. But I was still battling and struggling with the, with dealing with this because of now I've lost my contact number. And there's a lot of people that hasn't got my contact number, my new number because of this person, because of this stalker. So now... I've lost friends also along the way because of now nobody could get hold of me. And I had to move, you know, I did not like it was like discreetly to move discreetly so that no one was aware that I'm moving because of for my own safety, because of we were not aware who the person was. So I've lost a lot of contact and yeah, but nevertheless, I continued. I put a lot of effort in my work. I was like, you know, people just saw a bubbly person that was fine. And when I have to be in my room and I was dealing with this and it was all sorts of emotions and it was like quite confusing and it was like, you know, but all went, oh, uh, you know, everything we decided, you know what, I'll be fine. I will get through this. But instead of things getting Instead of me getting through the things, things got worse. I was stressed. I was not sleeping. I lost my appetite. And I had a friend, a very a person that I spoke to, and her name was Tina. And she said to me, you know what, that you're suffering depression. Because if I told her, and I told her that, and because of that is the, her field, she could pick up straight away. And she said to me, you've got a depression. You need to deal with this, and you need to deal with And she told me that how I need to be counseled. And, and I was not aware that how am I going to tell people People, or more especially my close family about counseling because of we are not aware about these things you know we, we we don't speak openly about these things and we don't have information about these things so yeah and that was like it so I she, I will, she will like you know I'll speak to her and then she will help me where she can but nevertheless while I was like still staying 
Now, I was like, told that I need to move out of the place where I was staying because of its advertising and gum tree, so that I need to find a place to stay. And that's where, like, oh my goodness, when things are like you're just getting, starting to get better, now, boom, I'm homeless. So now I had to move in with my younger sister who was staying in Pal at the moment. I moved into in Pal. I moved to Pal with her. And yeah. And at the back of my mind, I was like pushing everything to the back of my mind because of I did not know how to deal with it or cope with it. As a result, I was suicidal. So one evening, on a Friday evening, I decided to go for a walk. It was late at night, but it was quite cool. So I decided to go for a walk because of as I have these thoughts, I didn't know how to carry them out. So went for a walk, I decided if those people attack me there, because there's always people there, you know, asking for money, and usually they become violent. So if they do it, they do it. So I just, but to my surprise, I walked down the the main road and back, I went past the place where the Greyhound, Intercape buses go, and usually that's where the hotspot is. And people greeted me and they even offered me wine because they were sitting and drinking it as a Friday evening. So I saw a sign that says The Rock. So I followed the sign. And then when I saw that it was quite dark, so there was nothing inside. And I just saw that, so the time. So for me, it was like the show, maybe a wrestling show. I decided I'm going to come the next day, nine o'clock to see and watch it. So when they, when I got there, there was a young man sweeping the, the stairs, greeted. I said, I saw the sign. I, just, I was just like, you know, curious, wanted to see what's going on. And he said to me, no, welcome, come in. And he didn't say anything to me. He just greeted me very friendly and he invited me in. And when I got in, there's a reception. There's a lady there, very friendly with, you know, lady. And she greeted me and she offered me something to drink. I said, no, I'm okay. Then she said, me come through. As I went through, there were chairs inside. And it was like quite, I was sitting at the back. It was quite dark. And I saw there was a band in the front. And they were like busy rehearsing. So I was sitting and watching them. And I was like asking myself, why didn't they, didn't they ask me for uh, for money? You know, why didn't I pay to be sitting here if it's going to be a show? Because I don't have a ticket or anything. But still at the back of my mind, I did not know what. Because I don't think actually I was really, really aware where I was at the moment. Until I saw people starting coming in and some were carrying Bibles. That's when I realized, actually, this is not a show. This is the church. And I decided, I was not dressed for the occasion, but I decided to stay anyway. So I stayed sitting there at the back and the singing. And as they were singing, I was so touched. The songs that they were singing, the words, the lyrics, it's like they were like, you know, messages that were coming directly to me. And I was touched. And on that day, that's when I gave myself to Christ. You know, I became a born again Christian, but to my, to, you know what, the, everything that happened on that day, I could not share it with anyone, the excitement and whatever I was going through. You know, I kept quiet. I didn't tell him, I did not tell my sister anything until I was baptized. I still did not say anything because I was so scared I'm going to fail my journey because of, I don't, I don't know anything about being born again Christian. And from my family side, you know, they go to church, but they're not born again Christian. So I was scared that what if I fail you, Lord? But I knew that God lifted or pulled me out of that pit for that reason. And that's when I started talking to God because of it. I did not know how to pray. I said, Lord, you chose this journey for me. I wanted to die. I wanted to sleep and I never wake up. But that did not happen. I went for a walk in the, at very late at night because I wanted to be attacked and killed. And that did not happen but you directed me to this place and now that you have chosen this this journey for me 
I don't want to fail you, but I also want you to guide me and lead me. And that is how, like, I spoke to God. And that's how I started. That was my prayer. I will speak to God as we can speak to a person that's right in front of me. Because of, I'm so scared now. What if I do this wrong? What What is expected from a born-again Christian? What is that not expected? You know, all those kind of things. And those are the things that, those are the conversations that I have with the Lord. You know? And I went to the service and I continued until we had to move from Nepal to Peru. As I moved to Peru, I was still continuing going to Nepal every Sunday until I was told by one of the brothers there that there is a church that's closer to where you stay. That's actually on Fortreca Road and it's called the Lighthouse Ministries. Why don't you attend? It's a good church and all that. And that is how I was introduced to the Lighthouse. Lighthouse. Now it's more bigger, and now with the bigger ones, now I was referred, there's an usher that had to follow up with me, and then I was referred to a Bible study group. And that was actually perfect for me, because of now, we, I could open up, I could speak, you know, to the, to the the people around me. Because of going to the lighthouse, I would just go to church, sit there, and go just leave without anyone noticing me, until I was like involved in the discovery group. And the, the connection, I mean, it's like we, we, we were building relationships there, beautiful relationships, and that helped me a lot also to my growth. So yeah, it just didn't, that was at the beginning. And then I attended word school and then I grew and as I'm like now in 2020 and it's been nine years me being a born again Christian and that and I'm so glad that this year which is like 2020 year of coronavirus year of trials and tribulations and I've received all the teachings I've received so many it's like I have been through a, a tremendous training as a soldier to become to become ready and to become you know so that I can I, I'm able strong I'm, I'm strong and able to deal and cope through this year. Coronavirus uh, showed up on our doorstep and came to my cousin brother who was a father who was a breadwinner who was everything and it shuttered us down. But at the end, because of what I've received, I am I'm glad that actually that you know. Uh, with all the teachings that I could manage to deal with it, yeah. So 20, plenty, plenty of, of trials, plenty of revelation, plenty of everything. But also, we can see God. We I can we can see that God is at work, and we can see that He's doing things. And now everyone, we don't have a second option. We don't have a, but everything, all our things are now stuck in God, and we're focusing on the Lord. Yeah, but it's been as I said that not easy or smooth journey, but it's it was worth it. But yeah, it's it's amazing, and I thank the Lord, and the journey still continues. God bless. Father, Lord, we come before your throne of grace, Lord. Lord, we come, Lord. Some of us have got grateful hearts, Father God. We know that, Lord, through it all, you are with us, Father God. Lord, we lift your name on high. All praise, all honor, all glory belongs to you, Father God. We know that, Lord, you are able, Father God. We know that, Lord, our strength is in you, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for be, for being with us through it out, Father God. We thank you, Lord, that in the midst of it all, Father God, you are with us, Father God. Lord, we thank you that we can see you clearly, Father God. Lord, we thank you for this year, Father God, that has showed us you. We can see you, Father God, clearly. We can see you in all, in all, in 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 everything, Father God. And Lord, we thank you, Father God. We pray that Lord, we will continue, Father God, to trust you in you, Father God. We thank you, Lord, that we. 
we will continue, Father God, that our strength and our faith will grow only when we are in you, Father God. We think that you are, you have, you are the only option, Father God. And if it was not for 2020, we'll still be busy, Father God. We'll still be distracted, Father God. And because of this, Father God, this year, Father God, we have seen that, Lord, nothing is important than you, Father God. All the things that were distracting us, all the things that were keeping us busy, Father God, now we see that those things are not important, but you, you are our only option, Father God. You are only strength, Father God. You are only breath that we breathe, Father God. You are only hope, Father God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, as we continue to trust in you, Father God, as we continue to lift your name on high, Father God, as we continue to focus on you, Father God, we thank you for the things that you are revealing to us, Father God, and we thank you for the journey that you are taking us through, Father God, and we thank you that is like waiting for us, Father God, in the future. Lord, thank you, Father God. Thank you for the discipline that we have like received, Father God. Thank you for everything, Father God. We thank you, Lord, and we pray that, Lord, that each and every time, Father God, and each and every one, each and every soldier, Father God, will serve, Lord, their life according to the purpose that you have out for them. Thus we pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.